You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rocking with me today. Do yourself a favor, download and subscribe on this Wednesday locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So happy Wednesday. Here's what I have on tap for you today. More Boston College notes. Obviously, we're going to school this week trying to figure out how we can beat these Eagles. So we're going to take a look at that defense. More importantly, we've got to talk about what we're going to do as Tar Heels to make sure that we win on Saturday. So we're going to talk to Coach Bateman and Coach Long go and see what their schemes are and just how it might go up against that Eagles offense and defense. Finally, UNC basketball has landed a top recruit. Let's talk about who that is and why that's important for the Heels and Coach Williams. So let's get on into it, shall we? Happy Wednesday. Hope you had a great day. Hope you've unwinded a little wind down. Hope life is treating you well because Lord knows there is so much craziness going on. I'm sure you watched the debate last night and if you didn't, you're probably better off for it. (laughs) It was, if I could describe a UNC basketball game or UNC football matchup, it would be like UNC, Duke, maybe 2011. I would say 2011 UNC Duke, where it was pretty handed, who was kind of the winner, but he still had a little scrappiness here and there, right? If I were to describe UNC football, I'd probably say UNC Miami, I believe it was 2013, when Carolina just had, it was an, I think it was a night game. Carolina had everything on their side, and then Miami just creeped back and just bullied them, and it took the W in the end. So yeah, it was just, it was rough. It was, it was awful to watch. It was, I don't know what I watched, but of course, I'm trying to participate because I'm encouraging you guys to register to vote so I might as well get into it myself and see not that I don't know who I'm voting for and I could care less who you do vote for as long as you vote right but still you just you want to be a part of the entire political system and all that good jazz and I've watched presidential debates my entire life but man oh man I could have skipped out on that one and been just fine but if you didn't see Tuesday night I was a part of a show called Guest the Guest Live where I got to speak to UNC legend Phil Ford. If you didn't see that, it's on 99.9 WRL Sports Fans Facebook page. So go ahead and check that out. Talk to Phil Ford who has really just the heart of gold. I mean, Phil is probably one of the nicest guys I've ever had a chance to get to know and speak to. More importantly, just where he is now and pouring into our youth, especially in this season where a lot of guys are feeling lost. It's just so nice to see legends like that pour into these guys, making them feel comfortable. And I'm talking about like at the kid level, not even collegiate guys, like kid level, trying to teach them skills that he developed and made him the champion that he is, right? So shout out to Phil for doing that. More importantly, I I had to get him a loft on Tar Heels. I think that would be great. Just have that conversation with him and see what we could talk about. So I'm going to make that my goal. Give him a little text, see what happens. But we're going to focus on Carolina football. Like I mentioned, Jeff Halfley, the head coach for the Eagles, Boston College has decided you know, he knows what we're all expecting. We're all want to talk about UNC and how that matchup is going to look like. And he was saying, you know, obviously UNC being a top 10 team and a top 10 talent, we look like it. He thinks that their roster, our roster is full of people 
who, you know, on paper are going to play on Sundays. And he said, you know, despite playing one game, let's not sleep on the fact that they played one game. They are who they say they are. So on UNC's defense, he talked about their big, being big up front and how their nose tackle um, is really good. More importantly, he said their linebackers are fast. We all know Chad Surratt and Jeremiah have been leading the squad for certain. And he thinks that Patrice Renee and some of the corners, Trey Morrison and those guys will certainly give his guys on Sunday or Saturday some trouble. So it's always nice when people speak highly of your squad and eventually you hope that it'll do us some good. But more importantly, what will Boston College do? He said, is there the fine line between being aggressive and giving up, you know, big plays and trying to do too much, but also not being aggressive with a team like Carolina? You can't just expect them can't play on the defense all the time right he thinks that you should have a little bit of both you kind of see what you can get out of them see if you can pick on somebody obviously offensively more importantly you take shots you know you see if they can handle and stay up with a hunter long of all people right so we're gonna keep our eyes um on you know what i didn't top top five seconds I keep saying eye on the prize or eyes peeled, and that's really getting on my nerves. That's an aside. I'm working on that, y'all. You know how people have fillers? <laughs> and we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're family here at this point, Lost Ontario. We're family. I can't hear myself say eyes peeled one more time or I'm going to go nuts. So if you hear it on the podcast, you stop me and say, you see me in the grocery store, you see me in Harris Heater, you see me in Sprouts. You say, Candace, like you say eye on the prize or keep your eyes peeled one more damn time. I'm just going to have to hit you up on at Locked on Heels or at Candace D. Cooper on Twitter and tell you about yourself. Period. Over it. So I'm over myself. (laughs) And it's pretty clear that I'm stressed out and doing too much. And I think it's because I haven't had my Built Bar. And as we know, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll get, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you won't be sad that you did and you'll get $10 off your next order. Make sure you download and subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast. If you haven't done so already, you're really the last person. I don't know if you guys saw, but I'm over a thousand downloads and I think that's awesome. That means we have people who are really engaged and love Locked on Tar Heels podcast, but we have to keep growing. I'm very competitive and you know, week after week, we get these numbers for College Channel and all these schools are having all these down. I'm just like, Tar Heels, where are we at? Give us some love. Have you shared it? Have you written a review? Have you left five stars? Have you done none of the above? You're not helping the Tar Heels grow. And that's all we're about here. We're a Carolina family. And we're just trying to grow week after week. So let's get into the press conferences from our offensive coordinators, okay? Phil Longo, Jay Bateman, always enjoy listening to them and their breakdowns of things. You know, talked to Phil Longo and he said that looking at Boston College Eagles, Texas State game was similar to what we might see on Saturday with the Tar Heels and the Eagles because he had similar schemes when it came to coverage and what and all the other things that Texas State brought to the Eagles on last Saturday. And of course, we know Eagles struggled with Texas State. It was a close matchup. They won 24-21, but it definitely 
exposed them a bit, right? They came out with that Duke win handedly and people thought, okay, this is a new day. <laughs> this is a new Boston College, but you still have to keep in mind that this is a new Carolina Tar Heels <laughs> and we are here to ruffle some feathers and that's what we're going to do come Saturday. He thinks, Coach Longo, that it is a disciplined, well-coached team. He even argued and said, gave some high praise that they were very similar to Ohio State. And as we all know, Coach Halfley came from Ohio State. He was a co-defensive coordinator of the year in 2019. So, of course, he's used to seeing well-run teams, which we all know is going to be critical on Saturday for us to not have that many turnovers. We have to protect that ball. Dawson College can't afford to capitalize on our mishandling and miscommunications because we know it's one thing to do things in practice and we've done practice for about nine weeks now. But what UNC will need to do is to continue to capitalize off their depth, especially at the wide receiver position. You know, he talked mainly about having less reps, but people who are fresher, right? So if you have a play or you have a Daz Newsom, for example, who is at 75% because he's taking 60 reps, or you have him taking 60 reps and at 100%, it might do us one better for Sam Howell and Cruz. So you just always got to keep in mind that all the rotations are honestly doable for me. I got my man, Yami Brown, who makes some exciting plays. I got Bo Corrales, who will give me third downs and secure him. He's my Mr. Greg Olson you know, of the team. But I also have my Toe Groves and my Emory Simmons, who at times we can have confidence in that they'll get the play done. They'll catch the ball. We don't have to worry about the drop-off in the wide receiver group being very significant, right? So that's always important. Can they play fast? And they can they not overthink it, right? He said repeatedly, we can't play fast and think. Guy keep rolling. That's what UNC's offense is all about. And I appreciate that because I love the KISS method in life. Like, keep it simple, okay? It helps so much when you keep things simple. And I think for offenses like Phil Longo's, you have to keep it simple in terms of don't overthink. Know your role. Play it smart. Win the, win the round, right? Win the down, I should say, in football logic. He was talking about the offensive line's development after nine weeks of practice and only playing one game that, of course, you learn more, but the physicality only can get but so great because you're not hitting people at the same level with which you would hit them during a regular game because after a while, you get tired of hitting your brother. You want to hit somebody that you don't like. <laughs> and so I think either Carolina's going to come with a lot of built-up anger and energy or they're going to play flat because they're not used to and haven't for a while at least played guys who, you know, clearly are coming at you full speed, full throttle, ready to go. So we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Finally, he talked about timing reps and struggling when you don't play because you're not in sync. So with being a fast team, with trying to find a rhythm, it's game day rhythm. So it's different than practice as much as you want to practice it. There is nothing like game day. So he kudos to a game that I talked about on Locked on College Football podcast with Taylor Jones and Mississippi State. He said the Mississippi State LSU game was his most impressed game of the weekend because of how well Mississippi State stayed in rhythm, how fast they moved, and they didn't waste time. And every time that it looked like the LSU was going to make a comeback, Mississippi State marched right back down that field and let them know that they were not playing games. Shout out to KJ Costello, period. All right, so let's move on and let's talk defense. My favorite side of the ball, something about a good hit. A good open field tackle does it for me. I don't know what 
tell me what your favorite part of football is, whether it's a good deep ball or, you know, it's a good sack. There's something for me about a good open field tackle where you just that running back or that wide receiver in the backfield got a good check and he just thought he was going to break away and you just came, wrapped his ankles right on uh, uh, Ooh, That just, that does something to my spirit. <laughs> so if I'm a GM, not only, like I told you, I'm getting a good offensive line, get my big men up there in the trenches, but then I got to get me some guys who can make sure they can fly off that side and get them open field tackles all day, every day. Okay. So when it came to defense, Jay Bateman spoke about the offensive offense on Boston College side, talking about Phil Jerkovich and him being huge guy, hard to tackle. Everything goes through him and that that offense is pretty much run by Phil in a sense of he moves, he scrambles, he makes plays. And he's kind of like that Aaron Rodgers who can just get it done. And it, it's hard to get him down. So that's going to be something where, I hope Carolina doesn't get flustered. I hope they don't allow the big plays after they've done so well on, you know, second down and, you know, third and short or third and long. I hope Chaz Surratt and Jeremiah can wrap those guys up and we can just (laughs) get it done and keep it pushing three and outs. That's what I'm trying to say, fellas. Three and outs all day long. That's that makes a good game for me. But when asked about who led the team and, you know, a surprising answer that I was assuming it was going to be somebody different. I assumed it was going to be Chad Surratt, but he actually said the QB of the defense is Jeremiah Gimmel. But, you know, after last year and seeing the potential and seeing what could be in him and playing behind, a, you know, an Aaron Crawford or Jason Shorebridge, it's apparent that he's taken on this leadership role in a great way. He's teaching guys like uh, Jaquarius Conley. And, you know, it's important that you have someone besides a coach leading the team because coach can't be out there on the field, right? He can only be in your ear, but so long. So leadership is going to be key in order for them to keep progressing. And while Carolina does have a young team, they do have some strong veterans. So Jeremiah is one guy, but I also say, you know, with a name like Jeremiah, I mean, it's a biblical name, right? So you got to have a strong name and strong leadership. It just goes hand in hand. I don't know. I mean, that's where my mind goes. I don't know about y'all, but he had five tackles, one sack and one pass break up against Syracuse. And we look to see that again on Saturday, and we'll keep our eyes peeled at 3.30 on EA- ABC. I don't know if y'all made y'all's playlist yet, but <laughs> it's about that time. You know how I feel about game day playlists and how excited we get for our Tar Heels. Top five. You know, normally I try to make it thematic. So because of Syracuse, I was like top five New York rappers. And now we're going to Boston, Massachusetts. I don't know too many rappers in Boston. Let me know if y'all do so we can figure this out together. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna have I'm struggle. I might have to you know keep it home, home base, and stick to North Carolina this round. But we'll see if I can find some Boston rap or Boston pump up music. Well, they do. Ooh, Boston does do that like fist pump thing. So maybe I can do that. We'll keep we'll keep that in mind and see how that goes. When it's all said and done, though, Carolina basketball is what we love to talk about when we have great news and good news to share, and that's what we do here. We've got some good news to share on the UNC basketball front. I'll talk about that next on Locked on Tar Heels. Make sure you download the Locked on Tar Heels podcast where you can catch me every single day talking about Carolina basketball and football. Make sure you listen every Monday, Locked on College Football, where I'll talk to your Locked on Podcast Network's 
favorite hosts, and I mean favorite because I, they're all my favorite. Anybody who chooses to come on the show and talk about college football is automatically my favorite. Make sure you tune in every single day because there is some sort of college football action going on in the Locked On Podcast Network. So got you set up in that regard. More importantly, basketball is just around the corner. As we know, it's going to start towards the end of November in North Carolina world, and it's always a high time. <laughs> to recruit some people no matter how you get them let's get her done and unc men's basketball has added a second 2021 commit in a four-star shooting guard demarco dunn that's another d apostrophe marco that i'm having to get used to i told y'all i struggled with Derek king still don't know if it's Derek or Derek or Derek you know I'm, I'm struggling with that so the D's apostrophes getting me every time DeMarco announced his commitment to the North Carolina men's basketball team on Wednesday via social media he's a senior at Westover High School in Fayetteville North Carolina shout out to Vietnam and shout out to Jay Cole and is labeled as a four-star prospect according to 24-7 sports he is ranked number 79 in his class and number 16 shooting guard and it's always good when you see where some guys were looking at because for a while there, Carolina was struggling. They were in the finalist position when it came to these top recruits, but never quite made it over the hump for these commits. So it's good to see Roy getting some guys after the fact that Dunn had options of uh, Vanderbilt to play with UNC legend. <laughs> As we all know, Jerry Stackhouse, Clemson. Arizona, Louisville, Texas, and Georgia. So some pretty prominent schools for DeMarco Dunn to look at, but deciding that he was going to choose Carolina over all of those. Now, what does this mean for the Tar Heels? UNC now has two premier players from the state of North Carolina committed to play next season. He joins, or DeMarco Dunn joins forward Dontra Styles a Kenson, North Carolina native, who was the 58th, who was the 58th, ooh, I'm having a struggle today. Okay, let's try that again. He was the 58th ranked prospect in the country as Roy Williams has now has his first two members of his 2021 recruiting class. So shout out to Kenson, North Carolina. That is where my family is from. Shout out to the 252, Jerry Stackhouse and company, Reggie Bullock. Should have had Brandon Ingram, but that's another story for another day and, you know, all that good stuff. But 2021 is looking pretty good for the Heels. And, you know, COVID permitting, we'll have a full season in 2021. That's what I'm believing for. No hiccups or craziness or foolishness by then. So maybe Carolina can actually make a strong run towards a championship because it's high time we reach number seven. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm ready for the next one. But that's that on that. In other Carolina basketball news, Danny Green and the Lakers play tonight. We saw on Carolina basketball social media, Danny, infamous for all his dancing, jump around, and he had his warm-up dance. He doesn't do that anymore. I don't really know why. Maybe it's not his thing. Got kind of tired. Has to rest his legs because, you know, he runs some track meets now that he is in the NBA. He has to play all that defense and shoot his threes and all that good stuff. So, you know. Maybe he doesn't feel as jumpy and dancey. And maybe LeBron forces him not to dance around anymore. Who knows? Who knows the real reason? But Danny is sure going to have to prove himself from behind the arch. We're going to need to see consistent Danny of old. When Danny is on, the Lakers almost assuredly are going to win. 
when Danny and KCP are playing great, I feel like it doesn't even matter what LeBron and Anthony Davis do. It's pretty much an addition of, right? We we already know LeBron's going to step up. We already know AD's going to step up. But, you know, the sleepers are Danny Green, Alex Caruso, sometimes, sometimes Kyle Kuzma as well. We don't know if he's going to have an off night in night. Glad to see uh, Mr. Smith still on the bench there. <laughs> JR. He does well on that. He's a good hype man. Plays his role. And I'm really, I'm good. I'm happy that Frank Vogel is still giving Danny the opportunity to start and you know be in the mix. Because once again, he gets hot. He is surely to be on fire for the Lakers. The Lakers play the Miami Heat at 9 o'clock. We are excited to see it, of course. Who are you rooting for? I'm ready for a good matchup. You know, I want Danny to get his third ring always. I think it'll be great for the program. Again, when you have recruits like DeMarco Dunn and looking towards programs and what Roy Williams can build, obviously Danny being a former national champion himself and carrying that on to the NBA and being a champion, it's a rare thing for college guys to end up getting titles in, in the league. More importantly, I mean, it's obviously we know how hard it is to get NCAA titles now and of course because people don't stay as long as they used to it's kind of like you give kids eight months to get together and say hey go win us a championship sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't but overall I think having guys in the pros and more importantly being successful is what's ultimately going to keep the recruiting train rolling for Roy Williams because for a while again because of all the scandal and because they didn't know whether Carolina basketball was going to get any penalties, it was very hard <laughs> for Carolina to recruit guys and didn't know there was going to be punishments handed down. But I feel like we're in the clear with that. So showing, but also, <laughs> I'll take it there, guys in the pros haven't really panned out quite like they could. <laughs> you know, James Michael McAdoo had a solid run playing on the bench for Golden State Warriors. Harrison Barnes had a solid run the Golden State Warriors. But you look at careers – of guys like, I don't know, Kendall Marshall, <laughs> who, you know, was great and should have been even better than. And there's other guys that I feel you could name who aren't exactly doing their thing. But most recent, I would say Cam Johnson, the Phoenix Suns, has definitely given Carolina that new buzz again, that new, okay, these guys are not playing around, not playing games, Justin Jackson doing his thing, certainly. Um, so we got to keep... You know, what did I say? Don't say keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> we'll keep watch of how Danny does and overall how the recruiting process looks for Carolina and see the progress on that end. But that's all I have for you today, folks. Again, make sure you download and subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can follow me at Keenest D. Cooper at Keenest D. Cooper on Twitter. <sighs> make sure you wear your mask. You stay safe. I know I sound like a broken record at this point, but as we've seen in the NFL, things can go from good to sugar to crap real quick. So let's keep doing our part. Make sure you register to vote. I know you watched that craziness last night. So like I said, do your part. Don't play no games. It's not a game season. We are in 2020. We don't got time. Be smart. Wear your mask. And as always, have a great rest of your day. Go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.